Welcome to this week's Pastors Podcast. Try that again. Don't try it again. That was good. Lean in. Welcome to Cornerstone. I was Cornerstone. Welcome to Cornerstone's Pastors Podcast (laughs) for the week of. Are we blogging? (laughs) <laughs> I sent an email to Matt and Brian last week with a bunch of podcast ideas and entitled the email blog ideas. Yeah. At this point, we've completely given up on editing anything out of this podcast. This is Welcome. raw. This is raw. Today, this is why. Like raw honey, it's better. So we oh, we are actually we're recording and releasing this kind of in the same day, um, which is usually we do a little bit more ahead of time, but we're we're in the moment right now. And one of the things that has come up today is just kind of the the announcement in LA that staying at home, that our current situation is projected to uh, last a significant amount longer that we were, I think maybe hoping for some type of transition, some significant transition in May. And that is not going to happen, which actually I think brings up an interesting and just an important topic that we, that people have suggested we talk about that we've been wanting to talk about. And that's, that's how we, in the midst of a difficult scenario like this, think about and um, pursue mental health. And, and mental health is a really interesting concept. It's a really, it, it's kind of a, a really broad concept in, in our world. And, and we're going to spend time in future podcasts, maybe diving a little bit more into what exactly mental health is, what is the, the, the nature of mental health and how we think about it and how we uh, pursue it as Christians. But I actually think that one of the, in, in, in all of the, the, the studying and engaging with people through mental health struggles and and things that that, that I, I actually think they're probably the one of the simplest ways to think about mental health, particularly as a Christian, is that mental health is kind of the the, the natural byproduct, the, the the combination of physical health and spiritual health, right? Like I, our our physical bodies, um, everything from our uh, every system in our body, including our nervous system and our hormonal systems, right? Our brains, like our, our physical health contributes to what, what we think, what we feel, how we behave, um, and our spiritual life, right? Our, we could call our spiritual health, right? Our, 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 our spiritual Christ-likeness and, and, and growth in Christ-likeness also contributes in really significant ways to what we feel, to what we think, uh, to how we live, to, to, to the choices we make. And so I, I think that that the combination of physical health and spiritual health is actually what our culture generally refers to as mental health. And so in that, I, I, and again, we, we can talk more about that like kind of philosophically at another time, but I think just very practically what might be really helpful in this moment, in the midst of this, we're in a situation that where our physical health and our spiritual health are, um, it, it, it is increasingly difficult to stay healthy, if that makes sense. Um, I think in some ways that's obvious physically. I think in a lot of ways that's obvious spiritually. And, and so I think it begs the question, how can we pursue mental health, maybe even through the avenues of pursuing physical and spiritual health in a time like this? What does that look like in this time so that um, we, we're not simply uh, overcome by the, the, the struggles and the, and, and the temptations and even the, 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 the suffering we experience that we describe kind of in this world as, as mental health. And so why, why don't we start with just 
appreciating kind of the, the, the dynamics and the pressure of the moment. Um, I mean, Brian, how, how do you guys see the current moment that we're in and the current season, just this, you know, everybody talks about an unprecedented season. Like I'm, I'm longing for a precedented season. I'm like, I'm gonna give me a precedented season back. Um, but this, this unprecedented season in life, how, how does that affect people's uh, physical health and spiritual health? And how does that make things in maybe both of those categories and, and therefore kind of their mental health more difficult? <laughs> Matt looked at Brian. Brian looked at Matt. Matt nodded. And it's Brian's turn. That's you right. guys can't see this right now, but Brian's in great physical health. So <laughs> here, here's what I, I what I would say is that w- one of the unique things about what we're going through, and I think the reason why hearing that it's going to be longer, you know, three more months um, is going to hit particularly hard is because what's happened is we've taken all of the normal stressors you experience, all of the normal things that can make life difficult or feel like an obstacle um, to physical health or uh, spiritual health and have turned the volume up on all of them. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, you know, if, if you're, if you're hanging out, you know, in, in the boat, in the marina, everything's, everything's, you know, fine. You're on the boat, you're trying to stay afloat. It's when the water rises up over the top of the marina that all of a sudden, all of your problems just expanded. Like not, there's not one, it's not one new problem. It's all the other problems that have just gone higher. And so the, it, that's kind of where, where I'm seeing it happen for myself and for other people, you lose the structure. We've talked about a lot of this, you lose structure. And so physically you're, you might be sleeping less, you might be sleeping more. You're probably sleeping weirder. Like it's just, it's less, less good sleep than you're getting before your, uh, your routines are offset, which means your eating's probably off in certain ways. A lot of us, I think are still trying to recover some sense of structure and normalcy as we've done what hopefully we've suggested on the podcast. I think Scott originated it was like temporary rhythms, like just try and find something that can work. And we're still trying to make those temporary ones a little more permanent because they are starting to work hopefully, but we're still experimenting. And so that's on the physical side. You might not be getting as much exercise. Like my gym is closed. So that's like, (laughs) that makes it hard. And then the spiritual side, it's the same stuff, but from the spiritual angle where, you know, different things that maybe have frustrated you before are driving you to outright anger now. Things that were making you just, you know, just not having the best day before are pushing you into, like, depression and, like, just you're genuinely struggling. So a lot, I think that's the thing that seems to be really making mental health something worth talking about in this time. Yeah, I think that's really helpful because there's there's a sense in which a lot of our problems or struggles are just turned up in this time that are already there. And there's kind of this low level anxiety underneath everything that just makes every little thing harder. Mm -hmm. Like every struggle, every normal struggle is just that much harder. Every marital conflict, every parenting conflict, every work conflict, every, you know, maybe your work conflicts are less hard because you don't have to see the people that cause the conflict with you. But in a lot of ways, even the, the brokenness in those relationships is even more, um, poignant and uh, acute in this time, I think that uh, I think it makes it especially hard. That's really interesting because it, it would almost be easier if someone said it's going to be this way for a year and a half, and yeah. then it's going to be over. It would almost be easier because that low-level anxiety, the uncertainty, the the fact that you just don't have a sense of purchase on what's happening mm. and what comes next makes it does make everything a little bit harder. 
you don't know how to plan. You just don't know how to do anything. Mm-hmm. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's a real you don't, struggle. You don't have anything. You, like, it's hard to look forward to something. One yeah. of the things that Nicole and I were talking about last night is in this, in the process of normal rhythms of life, there's, like, things you look forward to. Oh, there's, you know, a birthday party with a friend, or there's this thing, or there's this thing. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, not that there. There's just this underlying uncertainty for an extended period of time that has no definite end and no there's no obvious light at the end of the tunnel. And, and so, I, I mean, I, I think that as a result of that, we, we ought to expect, like I think we ought to expect it, it to bring about uh, and make some of our struggles, some of the things that we experience more difficult and ratcheted up, right? We, so in, in that sense, like it, it shouldn't be odd that um, if you're struggling particularly with depression right now, if you're struggling particularly with anxiety, maybe maybe heightened anxiety or maybe a, an anxiety that you didn't, didn't even have before. Maybe it's a new anxiety, right? Maybe like all of a sudden there's that you're experiencing panic attacks and you, you've, you've had a panic attack and you've never had a panic attack before or it's been a, like a really long time and there's all these different things, right? Burnout or or even like obsessions, right? Like obsessive thoughts that, 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 that just keep, that, that overtake your, your mind, whether it has to do with, with washing or cleaning something, right? Or, or not. I mean, these are all things that, that, and these are struggles that I think we ought to expect in the midst of this. Now, now expecting them doesn't make it easier, right? Expecting doesn't make it like, uh, like, oh, okay, that's the solution. I should just expect it. Like it's normal. Like it isn't, that, that's not, that's not the solution. That's not what, where we go from there. But it, it hopefully it does offer at least a little bit of, of comfort in the reality that, okay, wait, th- these are manifestations uh, of our combined embodied soul, or struggles of our combined embodied souls that we're gonna experience that, that, it, that impact us and shape us spiritually, that impact and shape us physically, and, th- and that our, our, our physical bodies and how they're working, how they're responding, how they're responding to the way we're eating, even how they're responding to uh, the uh, adrenaline we're experiencing or lack of adrenaline we're experiencing or adrenaline we're experiencing in like totally different and unfamiliar times that, 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 that our brain doesn't quite know how to process in the same way, right? Like all, all of these things combined together are, are going to result in some really unique struggles in this season that aren't just um, physical illness, I've got the coronavirus. It aren't just I'm having trouble making ends meet because of my lost job. lost job right but all those those are huge and, and unique and genuine in themselves but it, it's going to create all sorts of um struggles and, and, and chaos in our mind for in, in the areas of the time of the things that we think about and that, that we can kind of consider uh, mental mental health issues mental health struggles yeah i think it, i think it's really it's a really fascinating time because this is a season of like genuine loss and we don't, we struggle with that a little bit because we have so many comforts in our lives and in our worlds. It's easy to like sit back. This is where like the whole um, uh, uh, suffering comparison stuff mm. is so useless mm. um, because you can say, well, other people have it way worse. True. Other generations would have had it way worse without, you know, uh, TV and internet and all these other things. And you can feel guilty about the genuine loss that's actually there when the reality is this is genuinely hard. And if you're in that place where it's hard for you, that's okay. That is understandable. So I think the question then, right, is like, what is the, what does the path forward look like? Actually, when 
I don't know, 10 minutes ago when we decided this is what we should talk about. Uh, I, had, I hadn't even thought about this, but I just remembered that last week um, I talked with uh, our mother of preschoolers group and they just kind of asked, like, how do we like take care of ourselves and just kind of generally like mental health in, in the midst of this? Like, how do we pursue? And actually, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to give you guys the four things I gave S- to them. Scott is so prepared as a person that even for podcasts he's not prepared for, he is prepared for. <laughs> With you a four-point presentation. He's got a four-point. You know, I don't, we just decided this 10 minutes ago, but I got four points just out of the blue. This is He's already tested them. Do you understand? This is <laughs> They've already gone out into the world. I'm, I'm just in awe. I am in awe of this man right now. <laughs> I'm just going to throw these out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I got some random thoughts, guys. I just, I just want to run say, by you. Yeah, I want to say that I appreciate that you didn't just say, oh, I don't know. I just I was thinking about what you guys did, were saying. I, 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 I had did, four number points. Number one. I wanted to be you honest. I didn't want to be honest about like, you know, I've got some like actually. I, all of a sudden I realized I'd thought about this longer than I thought I'd thought about it. Um, so, 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 but oh, I, let, 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 me, let, let me just throw these out there and, and see if, uh, kind of see what you guys think. You guys can, you know. Comment, comment on them, and then we can like add other things in. Maybe you know, uh, tweak them as well. But the, the first encouragement I would give, like in the midst of these types of struggles, right? If you're hurting now, you're you're struggling. You're trying, like step one, I think that scripture would call us to is is genuinely to lament. And we we've talked about this before, but I think just being honest about it and taking that honesty to God instead of just in, instead of taking that um, honest complaint and struggle only to your friends only to social media only to like taking those that 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 pain and that struggle to god and expressing it to god i think is kind of a a powerful it can be a powerful tool in how god helps to uh both redeem and 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 renew our minds in the midst of in the midst of the struggle what was your what was your phrase about lament in the sermon from isaiah it was um lamenting it uh, or uh, oh it's a complaint made to god rather than a complaint like, made about, about, about god. god yeah exactly right like like, like we, we we oftentimes see the problems that like that and we're afraid to make complaints about god but th- that's the grumbling and complaining that we read in like uh what first First Peter, Philippians four, which it's a P four. That's the whoa. <laughs> there's 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 a lot of grumbling in the Philemon, Old Testament. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> P four. Everyone just look that up. P four. Just Google that. Look P4. at all of the P's and the fours. Right, right. Do all things without grumbling and complaining. Right. That's oh, Philippians. Yeah, yeah Philippians. Yeah, yeah. Um. So right, and so we're like, oh well, I'm not supposed to like do anything. But I, again, I, what he's calling us to is to not make a complaint about him, right? But make our complaints to him. Like which, bring our complaints. For to the him. record, in this moment. I feel my heart complaining about a lot of things and not complaining to God enough, yeah. not lamenting totally. properly enough. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a very helpful distinction. And, and I think it's, it's, it's a huge piece of, of a huge step that I think we can take, even just like the first step. And, and, and even as, as a second step from that, I, like if we're going to manage, even in the midst of our physical health and our spiritual health, if we're, we're going to manage our, as a combination of that, our mental health, then we need to, manage our mental input like we need to manage and we've talked about this before but manage what you're taking in right whether you're spending more time on social media on news or spending more time like in god's word hearing from others and and this is where I, i think managing your input means instead of hearing from friends via social media like hear from them in person 
and or even virtually, like even just over the phone, like have a conversation or social distance. In yeah, social distance in person, like talk to uh, talk to a friend, express to them, right, your struggle so that they can speak to you. And the, the, the all the truth you're because if, if all the truth you're getting is from anxiety, uh, cre- well, well, I guess if you think about it this way, all that the news in the world is, is filled with things that are we're not sure about. They're things we don't know, right? And so if you're filling your mind with things we don't know, the the natural product of that is anxiety, right? Like you're meditating on things we don't know. But when we meditate on the things we do know, right, on eternal truth, on the truth of who God is, of, of what he's done, then, then again, it, it doesn't make all the anxiety like poof go away, but it, it, that meditation uh, sends our, our minds, our hearts, um, even our bodies in a different direction. So uh, Brett McCracken writes, he's written some books. He writes for the Gospel Brett Coalition. Or Brent? Brett. Brett. Um, and he has this thing he came up with called, uh, it's the wisdom pyramid, but it's like the food pyramid. Um, it, yeah. I think he might be writing a book on it. it. It's been around here and there and like, you know, like Gospel Coalition blogs or whatever. But I found it great because I think it, it, it helps for this input. So the idea, so the, the bottom is Bible. And then you have uh, church tradition above that essentially like like the like the creeds and these things that are worth meditating on and the way you know the historical, historical christian beliefs and yeah. uh, then there's nature and beauty above that then there's books like like great books not just like random new books but like books that have stood the test of time then there's the internet books, books brian thinks are great yes i have a list um <laughs> and then above that it's twitter like um <laughs> like loving messy people yes a book that if you have Last not ordered classics of our time <laughs> Let us know. We have a box. But so no, 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 don't, don't don't get don't get lost, right? So the very tip, the very top is Twitter, and and I think which means it's the smallest, which means it's the smallest, <laughs> yeah. and so the not goal, like the most important, yeah, yeah. right? And by like the Bible, he has our daily bread. Like, there, there's a way that what he's trying to say is that you need to, if you want to get wisdom about anything, but especially in a crunch time moment like this, where facts and information and thoughts and takes are flying, you need to anchor yourself in things bigger than the latest take, the latest piece of data that might or might not be true the latest experts, whatever, like you need to anchor yourself with something larger. And if your input, typically our inputs are flipped, I think such that the internet and the new, whatever the latest news th- thing on the internet is the thing that we spend the most time taking in, which is problematic. So I, go I on, want go to ahead. ask go where ahead. our podcast fits into the pyramid. Does, does this podcast anywhere in there important? I think it will go down as a great book, right, Matt? <laughs> great <laughs> <book>. <laughs> I'll transcribe it. Books and I are also, over. It's all podcast now. Can, well, uh, Sky had something, no, 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 but we're winging this, so yeah. there's a lot less structure here. Um, but I'll get to point three in a minute. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> point three. yeah. Point I would love here. Brian if you explained a little bit about meditation because mm. right. Scott was talking about meditation and meditating on things that we don't know and are like the filling of our mind. And I know you've done a lot of work on that um, when it comes to whatever spiritual formation. You're, you're with the the the. Mm the stuff that you've done in the past. Um, and I would love to hear your explanation for everybody on what it looks like to meditate on those timeless truths that Scott was talking about throughout the day. It's a big, it's a big deal, especially right now. I think you're right. Um, I mean, in, in, in as, as nutshell as I can make it, I, I think that what you're looking at with meditation is um, you're making up for the deficiencies of how most of us in the West have been like taught to read. Um, because we've been taught to read for tests, for information. The internet has made that worse because now we, we skim and skip and 
you know, the, the fact that there's a, there's something called too long didn't read, which is a summary at the end of stuff, which is itself too long. So they do TLDR. That's just a fascinating like social phenomena. <laughs> it's worth looking at. Yeah. But um, the idea is that we when we read our Bibles, we typically read it the way we've been taught to read everything else. So we, we go quickly. We skim. If it doesn't feel immediately resonant, we feel like it, we're kind of bored with it or distant from it. Um, and it feels like it's not doing anything for us. And because that's how we've taught ourselves to read and to take things in. So our inputs, even if you have the Bible as your like main input, if that's how you're reading it, it's not actually an input. It's, it's skimming over you. Um, and you're looking to grab something from it if it happens to present itself to you to grab, mm-hmm. which is just not how you, if you imagine talking to another person, you can't skim a person and you can't just, you know, try and wait for something resonant or you'll get up and leave. Um, to, to know a person, to have an intimate relationship with a person and to be changed and impacted by a person requires you to sit and allow them to reveal themselves to you and let that take its time to kind of immerse yourself in them as a person, let them explain themselves to you. If it's not immediately what you think it needs to be, you, you have to wait longer for that. And everyone who's had a real relationship with another human being, which is everybody knows that, that that's the case. And so meditation on scripture is essentially that with God's word written in the text. And so when you read, you know, uh, John one about the word becoming flesh, it's not just reading it and going, does this hit me or does it not? I didn't today. I'm going to move on. It's sitting in it, thinking through it, asking questions of it. And then ultimately recognizing that it's not just bare words on a page. It's God himself speaking these words to you. And so interacting with him as he speaks them to you. So there's a lot of prayer built into meditation as well. What do you mean by this? Why am I reading this today? Why do you think it's important that I know this? Why do you want me to know this and act on it somehow today? What are you showing me about yourself and myself and the world I'm in that matters? Mm-hmm. And so it's the, those wrestle, wrestling with those questions before God in reading and prayer is really the process of meditation. That's mm-hmm. so, so good. And, and I think it's so important. I think this is – if – if that seems like impossible to you, if you feel like, man, this is like so much, like I, I, I just encourage you, like stop the podcast now, like rewind two minutes, like listen to it a few more times. I mean, seriously, like meditate on this thought on about half, meditation half speed. on half speed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but me- meditate on meditation because oh, that's a good idea for, Brian, for Brian's preaching. Do just half do speed. half speed. <laughs> Come on, give me three quarters. Oh, okay, I'm give sorry. Three, three quarters. quarters speed. If that's an option, three quarters speed. <laughs> He slowed down, man. He's not as fast as he used to oh be. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That, that's not a dig against his ability. He's not, like, old, so he's slowed down. That's what it felt like. No. Like, hey, man, he's slowed down. No. Like, yeah, he's no, not he's, as fast as he used to no, be, that he's guy. not. <laughs> Lost his step, I think is what you call <laughs> it. Yeah. He's got all his steps, guys. He's got all awesome his steps. Awesome hair. But, you, you know, I mean, I, even as, as we talked about, I, I realized this morning, just this morning, I was eating breakfast, and I realized- What were you eating? Um, I've been I've been changing it up every, every every day and trying to like because I have some type of like I just wanted a quick, a quick answer, Scott. <laughs> Honey bunches of oats this morning. Ooh, with or without almonds? They're at Costco with almonds. Yeah. I love Honey bunches of oats. I do too. I, I, my, this is my thing. I love them so much. But if I if I want if I want it, if I care about my physical health at all, like I can't eat them like every single day. Mm. Gotta like mix it up it's a little oats, bit. Oats though. Anyways, that's that's were, my just. I was also uh, while I was eating it, I was like, I was like, this is oats, and it kind of tastes like frosted flakes. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. That's the miracle of that's science. It is. But so I was I was sitting there, and I and I actually realized that I had developed a new morning routine. 
and it was completely like consumed by Twitter and LA Times. Like, like I, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be like on, you know, reading all the news all day. And so I'm just, I'm just going to spend some time in the morning. And I realized it because I looked up from like the LA Times app on my phone and Laura's been working hard to get all of our kids into like some type of like helpful routines. And so I look up and like everybody's sitting around the kitchen table, like re- with Bibles open. And I've like been meditating on the LA Times for, you know, the last 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't even realize like why I, so that it explained to, why I felt the way I felt. Yeah, <laughs> and that and that that's so. There's a there's a book that came out. I want to say a year ago, called The Common Rule. Uh, I want to say Justin Whitley. I, I'm I'm trying to look at it right now, but I'm not getting it. Justin um, or Jason? I don't know. Uh, I think that's <laughs> what that's why I was looking it up. Um, it is no Justin. Justin, Justin Whitmull Early. It's close. So I got I, I I took his last names and put them together. But it, um, it's essentially one of the things he talks about. It, it's a phenomenal book. And if you can get it, I honestly think you should. Uh, it would be great for right now. I'm curious if he's written anything on life in the pandemic. But he, he also has a video on YouTube that's only one minute and 56 seconds. You could just watch that. Just do that. Yeah. Because that, that's pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same. But his point is in the old days of like, uh, uh, think the kind of the Middle Ages and after think rules were things that Christians subscribed to not a rule as in like a, like a law, but it was a, a, a schedule. It was a kind of liturgical personal schedule. So the rule of St. Benedict, some of them were for monasteries or things like that. And what he looked back on as I'm not sure what he was out in the, um, maybe he was in the finance world, but he, he was a Christian and he realized I just, my life has no rule to it and it's bleeding everywhere. And I feel like I'm, Frankly, I think it, he wouldn't use the phrase, but mental health is what he's talking about. Like I had none, physically, spiritually, it just wasn't there because I've got a family, I've got all these things, and I'm just, ble- and I'm just bleeding out everywhere because there's no rule to my life. So nothing's constraining me to push me in these directions. I'm finding myself waking up in the morning and looking at email and meditating on the LA Times, mm-hmm. and that's just because I found myself there. And what he he has these these four main things he talks about, but one of them is it's very simple rules. One of them is Bible before phone. That's one of his main rules. So in the morning, Bible before phone. And it, it's it's little things like that that I think make your idea of inputs yeah. so important. If you think about just that alone, you realize what that would do to renovate the way you're approaching a lot of your day if you simply picked up your Bible before your phone mm. every morning. And he's got other things like that. It's a fascinating book and helpful for our times, but it speaks to what you're going for, Scott, which is these inputs are fa- massively important and you can't just throw them anywhere. You can't just say, oh, well, I opened my Bible. No, that's not quite right. We, we're looking for the input we need yeah. to give us the wisdom we need to stay to, uh, cohesive and yeah. to have integrity as people as we walk through this. Yeah, I, I, and I think that in the midst of everything going on right now, like our routines have been upended, I think there's kind of, there's a temptation to just like give up, right? And be like, you know what? I, I, I can't manage it. I'm just going to kind of, survive day to day but i think what we're saying is like if if you care about your mental health like if you care about your spiritual and physical health like that does require some 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 willingness to 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 strive and to fight even in the midst of this to manage your mental inputs to manage what's what, what what's coming in and and i think that in addition to that there's also like a a managing of our physical 
inputs as well managing of our physical health i think as we think about this as a more ongoing season and less as just kind of like a crazy month um we have to be cognizant of um both our our eating our exercise even if that's even if that's just like a walk around the block right like just uh sometimes and 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 like engaging with the input of doctors that were like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to mm-hmm. go to the doctor because I don't want to go to the physical doctor because, you know, like that's where all the COVID patients, like I, lots of doctors have set up ways for you to get input, to have uh, referrals with them over, over phone or over, but like engage with your medical doctors as well. Like, if, if you're struggling in all sorts of different ways, your sleep, your whatever, like th- there's ways that we need to be cognizant and aware and strive to manage our, our physical health because as embodied souls we, we can't like what impacts our body does impact our soul um and and it's going to be a, an important part of managing our our inputs as well yes there's a lot there um this maybe is controversial and it's possible that we you know lose some podcast listeners for this comment but I think one thing that we haven't talked about mm. that we probably should is alcohol. I was going to bring it up. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it's important. So, okay, to be clear, we're Baptists, but not that kind of Baptists. We, in general... Because everyone knows the various strains of Baptist. Well, not non-drinking Baptists. <laughs> but there are lots of people in our church who also choose not to drink. Sure. And totally. there's lots of people who are very careful with it. Well, all of us are careful with it, aim to be careful with it. But when it comes to alcohol, one of the, I have had some conversations with people in the church about what that looks like. And one of the things that I think is really important, well, one of the things I've done for myself in this context, always careful, but have very specifically chosen the days that are allowed to have a glass of wine or something like that or a beer and days that are not allowed to have a glass of wine or a beer and that is like a, a simple structure for physical health that you can set up yeah. that I think is really important in a time that feels like, um, you know, I guess you, you described it like giving up, you know, uh, giving mm-hmm. up on our normal sort of rhythms or normal sort of um, guideposts that we give ourselves. That's one thing if it's like a week and mm-hmm. it's a vacation or whatever it is, right? And which is also not ideal, but it's, you know, part of what sometimes happens when it's nine weeks and 10 weeks and 11 weeks and. 18 weeks Mm -hmm. that's very different and the kind of impact on your health is going to be pretty significant so i I would love to hear your guys thoughts on the alcohol side of things too i mean alcohol and and food and yes of course but well okay so alcohol is a big deal because food anything yeah i think that we we if you are someone who is comfortable drinking alcohol you need to be also someone especially right now who is thinking about how you are drinking alcohol this is not a time when you can just this is the time you need to be thinking maybe more than normal because if you are comfortable with it, you might be getting more comfortable with it now and less intentional with it. And that's that's a problem. And so just for those of you who are used to having alcohol and you're responsible with it, um, now is a time to take a moment and think through, has that changed? Am, am I increasing it? If so, why? How? You need to be, you can't just let it happen because it's, it's never going to be good if you just let that sort of thing happen mm-hmm. without having any kind of thought about it. Like, in other words, love yourself enough to think about how you're taking these things in because if you don't, you're, you're going to end up in a place that's probably not where you want to be. 
um, all the all the the things going on in the world are going to push you into a place where you don't want to be. Yeah, I mean, love others enough, but the the idea is that it's it, it, the the appeal is to just sort of go, oh well, you know, it's a crazy time. That's and this is going to bring me. This is this is you know kind of going to help me out. No, the thing that's going to help you out is thinking about it and mm. and being careful with it. And the same with food. Mm. At the end of the day, like the the, the thing, not not like. You know, make sure that, you know, you know, all the crazy details of every piece of food you put. N not that kind of thing, though, if you want to do that, that's fine. But more like don't just let yourself eat whatever you want, because if you go down that road, there's a way that that's going to actually affect your mental health in certain ways that you don't you find out you don't like. And it's not just and it's not just simple. I mean, you know, there's a lot of vanity that can come in that sure. when it comes to like, oh, I'm gaining weight or whatever. That That's not exactly not what that. we're talking yeah. about. There's a kind of. um there's a kind of idolatry that can come mm -hmm. from this where you're looking to these kind of earthly things that provide a sort a sense of comfort or a shot of comfort. Mm. You're looking to those things as the things that give you comfort in the midst of crisis rather than looking to God. I, I, Scott, you did some breakout sessions on um, eating disorders and disorderly eating, right? Mm -hmm. Where for a lot of us, that can be a, a, an issue where you run to something like food which is a great gift from God as a source of comfort or even alcohol or other of, of kinds of earthly things that I think we have to be very careful with in this time. Um, so I think that's a really it's, helpful. And I think it's surprising. I think people are, when we talk about like the, the mental struggles we feel like we're having right now, most people don't include in that the things they're eating or the things they're drinking. Mm. I think that that's just where the mistake is. Yeah, like yeah. we care about you guys and we want you to, to be aware of that so that you don't find yourself struggling more than you have to be and that you find yourself able to to understand all the things that are contributing to how you feel and what you're thinking. Yeah. No, I, I think that's and I think maybe to make the full circle, right? If we've talked about inter, internet inputs, we've talked about physical eating and alcohol inputs, I think you know the the other piece of that. I mean, I'm Maybe just even just running down our gray areas conference, but we were talking about like like uh, entertainment. Marijuana is next. Is no. that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> but is is is, enter, is it our entertainment input, right? Mm -hmm. And like not just what we're doing for getting news, but like what we're yeah, what we're looking to. And then again, like it's not bad to be entertained. It's not uh, bad to be distracted in different moments. Uh, but again, the, the question I mean is exactly what you were talking about, Maddie. Like the what are we looking to for our hope? Like, what are we looking to for comfort? Uh, what are we turning to? And, and I think, you know, to your point, Brian, I think what we're, what we're really saying is that as we pursue mental health, spiritual and physical health in the midst of all of this, there's a lot of things that are out of our control that are going to make this a lot, that are making mental health a lot harder. There's also a lot of things that are in our control that are also making it a lot harder. And so we, we need to, to, to not assume it's just one or the other, right? Like everything's under control and, and if, if we're under control, it'd just be easy. Well, no, there's a lot of things out of our control that are making this a lot harder, but it's also not all out of our control, right? Um, and so I, I, I do want to shift to the, maybe how we view and how we even understand things in the midst of this that are out of our control. I, I haven't even been looking at my clock like i have no idea how long this has been going yeah, do we need a part two on but this? yeah yeah so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna break maybe we'll do like part two and and if we don't do part two then uh then you'll just keep listening so we're we're, we're, we're gonna wrap it up for now and we'll maybe be back later in the week <laughs>